the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like it literally is like one day you were just posting on your close friends. And then the next I was like, Adrian is in the hospital. What the hell happened? That ass, this whole situation, it feels like I attended my own funeral. I saw all the flowers. I saw all the texts. I saw the comments. I saw the messages or whatever. I don't know. I think that, I don't know. Yeah, it's just definitely like attending your own funeral. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Butterfly Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Liana Hauser, and join me each Sunday for a new episode where we cover a variety of life topics, so we got a little bit of something for everybody. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you are subscribed on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Play. If you have the time, please rate this podcast because that really helps me get in front of new people. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I was fine. I was just hanging out and then going to bars, drinking. I don't know, talking my shit like I usually do. But then dead ass, it's like you just wake up one day and you feel like shit. And then it just it significantly got worse. Hours by the hour. So yeah, I eventually went in. And then that's where like my memory starts kind of to fade away because I don't remember a lot of my hospital stay or really a lot of how it went down, but yeah, I had to have my roommate drive me to like urgent care and from urgent care, I think like the first symptom that something was really wrong was like low, extremely low blood pressure. Uh, And then they took a chest x-ray and I had fluid in my lungs. Over half my lungs were filled with fluid and yeah, just being from there they're like you have to be hospitalized and I'm like going in and out of consciousness at that point um but yeah it uh turns out it was uh it was caused by untreated and undiagnosed strep throat from a couple weeks prior so the strep throat infection got into my blood and my like my veins and like your organs and so it pretty much caused like organ failure what and yeah like acute organ failure like my discharge paper is like long as hell were you did you know you you did not know you had strep and like your body had healed no strep right and then you got sick or were you already sick leading up to this no so um january i was feeling ill and so like you know sore throat Um, maybe I had a cough, just fatigue, muscle aches. And so I thought it was COVID. And then, so it's like, I call into work. I'm like, I'm showing signs of COVID. I'm calling in today, tomorrow, whatever, whatever. Took an at-home COVID test, wasn't COVID. And, you know, I, it's like, it just never crossed my mind. I was like, must just be a cold. And then, yeah, two, three days go by and I did get quote unquote better. Okay. And then out of the blue, just 
hit me like a truck. Cause like you were feeling up to it good. And then all of a sudden you woke up and you were. Yeah, no, like I was like drinking that weekend. Like I had the weekend off cause my friend was in town. I was like, woo, we were hiking. Yeah. We were hiking, like high activity. It took me out of left field. I don't even, that's not the phrase, but that's what came out of my mouth. Like I was so shocked when I saw you were in the hospital and like, it was serious. I was like, you just never know. You literally, and it really shocked me because I was like, you can't take any day for granted. Like, no. I texted KK was like, oh my God. Like we were freaking out. Like we were literally <laughs> someone we know, like. That sounds really selfish too, because like, I know people go to the hospital every day and that's really serious and it's sad, but I don't know people that. No, it's like, it's different. And then honestly, it's a lot of our youth. Yeah. We're not supposed to die from being sick, sick at 24. Scary. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, that was wild. Okay. So then you get to the hospital. Like, no, how did you know when to go though? Like, cause you, I'm such a. I'm so stubborn. I don't like going to the doctors. So I'm afraid like, and I live alone. That scares me. Like what if I don't know when I'm like, okay, it's time to actually be serious about this. You know what I mean? No. And that's, well, no, you have to stop doing that lesson learned because I should have gone in when originally my throat hurt in January because I was sick early January. And then I got, it's, I was diagnosed. It's sepsis. It's septic shock when an infection um, goes into your bloodstream. You, like a, you can even get sepsis from like an ear infection that goes untreated, something like that. Um, so take your infections really seriously. Take your antibiotics, yada yada. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. But no, I. So I should have gone in then, but it's like I don't want to go in. And then I think COVID really put a culture on like, do not go to the hospital unless it's like urgent. Because they're understaffed, they're overworked, there's not that many beds, you could get sick there. And um, yeah, I don't know, I just, you always just think it's just time heals all, I'm going to get better. I was in my bedroom all day long. Like I said, I had my friend Anna in from Phoenix, and she was just hanging out with my roommate all day because I was just so ill. But then yeah, it was like 8pm and I was just texting my mom like, I'm not feeling any better. I like, I was like, I'm feeling way worse. I was like, I think I should go in. And she was like, if you think you should, I don't know. It was just, it was so nonchalant still at that point. Like just going to go to urgent care, maybe get an IV bag, call it a day. And this is another no, no. toxic trait of mine. Like I'm also super cheap. I'm like, I don't want to go and pay for this if I'm going to be fine. And they're going to tell me to rest and drink water. You know what I, I that's really bad, but that's what I think. I'm like, why am I going to waste my time, money, effort when I know they're just going to be like drink fluids and lay in bed, but it's not always. No, right. And no, that's what I thought they were just going to tell me. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) 12 days in the hospital later. (laughs) 12 days. And you don't remember like any of it. I don't remember 10. So, like, Erica even came to visit me in the hospital. Yeah. No fucking memory. Abby did. But you were you were kind of... I vaguely remember Abby because Abby um, helped me film a couple... Of, I made hospital TikToks. Yes. High off fentanyl. High off fentanyl. Highly inappropriate. We'll never. Yeah. No, I was heavily sedated. Because it's it's not that I don't have memory. Like, I was sleeping the whole time. I was up. I was just high off drugs. I don't remember. So I don't remember it because the ventilators are so uncomfortable. 
you have to be super fucking high out of your mind so you don't rip it out. Oh, fentanyl though, like they give people. It was it was like crazy shit. And they're girl, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Sorry, whole story like. I'm not a doctor. And this is not even my first time like hearing it, but I just feel like now I'm able to interact with her and ask my questions that I get. Cause when I first heard the story, she, she put this on her story and it was like, honestly, like 20 minutes long, like not maybe not 20. No, it was, it reached, it went over the Instagram story limit. And that's why <laughs> I, I had to delete had it. One. <laughs> it was over 30 minutes oh, long. Well, I'm like, I, watched every second. I watched every second and that, and so, but I, and I tried to like send you messages, but it just, it's, it's better to interact with you like this. So I'm like, so much is like popping in my head right now. I can't believe like you were awake during that. I thought you were in a coma. No, I what? was oh awake, but like, I don't, like I said, like, just no memory. recall any of it. No, that impacted just like my everyday. I mean, my everyday life, I'm still recovering from it. Uh, today officially marks five weeks being out, yeah. which is kind of my halfway marker because general rule of thumb, they were telling me like one day in the hospital is one week of recovery. So I should be about halfway now. Okay. Yay. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So well, good. what is the biggest takeaway that you've gotten? Just like a general takeaway after that experience, because I can only imagine how that has changed your perspective of life it's like I knew I was coming on this podcast and I knew what we were going to talk about but yet that's the question I get asked the most like that a lot of people ask that like oh do you have like new bucket list items or right um just YOLO live life to the fullest blah blah blah, blah. um no I I don't know I I still got nothing because I'm still dealing with the fact since I don't remember it I feel like it never happened to me um, so it's just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And I don't, so no, I'm still, I'm just coping. I'm still just coping. Give me a couple more weeks and then I'll, you're probably still processing yeah. it. Like you, it probably hasn't fully set in. Like you're, you have to think about it every day, I'm sure. But like that, I know we're like talking about it kind of in a light note, but that was some serious shit that you had to go through. And I just like, I'm really happy that we actually get to have this conversation and like, you're here for that. But like, that was some real shit. And I'm really happy that you're here to talk about it. And you're on the other side. Like that was tough. And it's okay if you haven't. No. It, and if you don't want to talk about it too, because you shouldn't have to. No. Yeah. Like uh, I was explaining it to like this one, my local neighborhood bartender. Cause when I finally got out of the hospital and I could finally drink, you know, I went back to my, my spot. And he was like, I haven't seen you in about what, five, six weeks. I said, exactly that. I said, I almost died. <laughs> and then, um, he was like, so are you going to go skydiving this weekend or something? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm scared of dying. What the fuck's wrong with it? Before? No, I, I'm like before skydiving, bungee jumping, all that shit, any roller coaster. I'll jump on some guy's motorcycle at 2am and pop wheelies with him on the street but now i'm like i can't die again i'm like i can't be in the hospital again i'm like fuck you you're fucking nuts you know how we talked about how or you talk about how you kind of want to do stand-up this is the perfect 
No, I do not. I do not talk about Yes, you did. Open mic. You said you wanted to do open mic. I swear you said Okay, no. It it was never. (laughs) No, No, I'm trying trying to lie right now. She wants to to do stand-up. And this is. No, if stand-up was the type of to do like 30 minutes story times just give me a mic and you're forced you to can listen create to me. your own category your new own genre of comedy <laughs> yeah it's adult story time where i talk shit <laughs> oh wait no where were you going with that um oh oh i thought i did say that oh no that you should use like your this experience the way you're talking about it how you just made that joke with the bartender like that Gave me gave me like the idea that you could do this as like a not a skit. I don't know what they call it. I don't do stand up. I don't oh, like a. I don't fucking know. Either. I don't know a storyline. I don't know, but some like a plot for. I don't know a joke. Yeah, whatever comedians do. <laughs> One thing I did want to talk. No, about I was, uh, actually while you were in the hospital, you truly like you have some real ass friends, Adriana. Like, girl, no, I got the best. You friends. really do. I got like. I can only hope KK does that for my ass. <laughs> if that ever happens. No, she would. No, and the fact I don't even got one. I got like seven. <laughs> you and so yeah. it's just no, the support system, holy fucking shit. I think if no, dying puts it into perspective that honestly, I think I've done life right. I think I've done life yeah. extremely right. I have the best of friends. I'm close with my family, like the family members I need to be like, mm-hmm. I go on trips. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I get my shit done. Like I'm successful, like in career wise, I feel very yes. validated with like what I've done in like traveling girls trips, yada, yada. You are like, you do be traveling and having like super fun girl trips. Like that's what I feel like I aspire to do. I want to do more of that. Like, that's so cool that you had this moment it was it's unfortunate what it took to get to this perspective but like now that you have this perspective like actually you know what I love my life and I'm so happy where I'm at like and I want to continue there's nothing I would want to change like when I asked you is what's the biggest takeaway or what would you do differently and you're like nothing that's perfect like that's how everyone should aspire to answer that question that means you're living your life and your truth and how you should like how you would dream and ideally be living it like that's dope as fuck no you're right would we be able to circle back? Yeah. Things- I want to hear, I want to hear um, exactly like, so what you're like tapping on Instagram, right? One day. And then you're like, Oh my God, Adrian's in the hospital. Literally. Okay. So yeah, I was going, or, like, through, so I was, I was thinking it was on, I think I found out through Abby's story. I pretty sure. And it was your GoFundMe. Oh, it- super weird seeing my what like my friends posted and like what photos they used come on you don't want to use my hot photos you want to use like i'm in a turtleneck sweater i know like, i honestly when i was picking out which photos to use, i was like i don't this is like really weird like uh, that way you posted me yeah yeah of course, oh, yeah, you posted. <laughs> of course. <laughs> i was about to, i was no, I was really sad. I was I posted you on Instagram and Snapchat and like a lot of people a lot of people did. Like seriously, I'm sure you don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Like, I just assumed my inner circle. No, people no, you had people like a lot of people were supporting you. So I really hope like a lot of people donated. Like I 
whatever. But anyways, oh, yeah. No. I no, saw it. Money's not there. Yeah, I saw it either, like, after you posted the GoFundMe or, like, it was a picture of you explaining that, like, what had happened like that you were in the hospital i don't remember the first post but i obviously found out through social media and ah, i don't even like no i think i reached out to sam and i asked her what yeah. happened and then kk was in contact with abby so then me and kk were talking to each other like and sending each other updates from when we <laughs> because we didn't yeah. want to overwhelm that person because we knew like probably so many people were messaging them because they're all your closest friends and were the ones that had the most updates so like i didn't and I, I tried to find your mom, too. I was going to reach out to your mom, but I couldn't. You didn't take her on, like, any Instagram. And I didn't know what her name was on Facebook. All that week, my mom's Instagram got taken down. Oh, did it? So I remember my, when, um yeah, because um my mom posts, you know, not PG-13 content. Mm. So it got taken down off Instagram. So oh. she's not on Instagram anymore. <laughs> well, but so yeah. follow my mom on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, funny. I should have thought. But, uh, <laughs> no, I seriously, I was like, I couldn't find, because me and Kate, I think me and Kate were going to send her flowers because we couldn't find like her Facebook. No, so when I was getting, when I was getting admitted into IC, they called Brie, my roommate. Like I briefly remember having like an EMT have me, push on like who to call or whatever because at that point I had like the venton or I was on a breathing assistant so they're like who do we call who do we call I remember it being really chaotic they're like who are we calling for you and I immediately had them call Brie because Brie's the one who actually lives here um but then it was like trying to call my mom nobody could get a hold of her and at that time in Miami it would have been like in the middle of the night like 3 4 a.m. 2 3 4, something like that and um my mom has like two cell phones but she wasn't answering either of them nobody could find her on social media because her shit always gets taken down yeah I oh my god that I can't even imagine I can't imagine like also obviously you going through that and like ha- seeing the chaos happening around you as you're like literally in fear that you're not gonna survive but then like your roommate too like shout out to your roommate and because that's super scary too to be in her position and having to figure everything no so I my of course I'm getting like a lot of like sympathy like oh my god what you went through so traumatic but it's like I feel really bad for like my friends like I gen I I just really am trying to also take my time to like personally thank them all like I when me and Brie had like our first like celebratory drink when I got off all my meds I just like looked her in the eye I was like thank you so fucking oh my god I want to like no she was like taking care of like my dog she lived with my mom for two weeks mom I love you but holy shit she's hard to live with um And just shit like like visiting me in the hospital when she gets off her two a.m. shifts. It's like, oh my god, she's the sweetest. Oh my no, god, and it's just no. And then yeah, Erica flying down at the do- drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. I don't even fucking remember it. Um, Abby doing the same shit too. Um, Sam and Stavalis both tried to come down, but at that point I was getting discharged from the hospital, and um, I was so not mentally well I just asked them I was like I love you guys but I was like I can't see you so I asked them to like cancel their flights which is so fucking (laughs) which was hard to do because it's like 
oh, they're just trying to help. But then it's like, sorry, can, can you cancel? Can you not go on your flight that you paid for that I know is non-refundable? Oh. Because I was like, I, so that was hard. I'm but, sure. um, of course, everyone's understanding. And, yeah. But, no, yeah, they went through a lot. I couldn't fucking imagine what the fuck they fucking went through. I don't remember mine. And they remember I theirs. I think it's good that you don't remember it. And I'm pretty sure you're the one who had said that in your story when you were telling this on Instagram. Like, it's, in a way, it was, like, good to not, because that, that shit has got to be traumatic. Like, ooh. Oh, no, yeah, I, it it comes in waves. Like, I'm actually realizing I'm having, like, flashbacks. Like, something will, like, yeah. literally trigger me. Like, um... Uh, a hot towel out of the dryer makes me remember when a nurse would put a hot blanket on me, like when I was cold, which just like triggers me being back in like the hospital. No, I completely get this. And this story I'm about to tell is not obviously like an illness and something like that, but it. No. And also that's people are like, well, I know it's not as bad as what you went through, but it's like, come on, it's still valid. It's still your life. I want to hear all about it. Um, This last summer I was shopping at Target. I don't know if I told you this or if I've even shared this. I don't know, whatever. I was shopping at Target and had my headphones in as normal. And all of a sudden I hear I see people sprinting towards the back of the store and people screaming, he has a gun, he has a gun, get down, get down. And like, let me just pause there and say, like, even as I'm telling this, my legs are going a little numb. (laughs) Like I'm being dead serious. Uh, I've always had a huge fear, even before this like uprise in school shootings, I've had like a huge fear of school shootings since when I was young. I don't know why. I just have happened. And then, I think it was Degrassi. Did you watch Degrassi? It was probably well? Degrassi, honestly. It was probably no, Degrassi, yeah. actually. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, so anyways, I always like, and that's like anywhere I am. I feel like I'm always searching like for an exit just to make sure like subconsciously I'm always like, okay, I need to have an exit. I'm sure that's normal, but whatever. So whatever, people are sprinting towards the back and I'm hearing them say, get down, he has a gun, get down. And I've never felt my body go numb like that in my entire life. Like literal, like fight or flight. Like I was sprinting towards the back of the target with everyone basket still in hand. Um, I like, I couldn't hear anything. Like you go numb. Like all you hear is ringing. Like you literally black out like this intense fear. And so we're going running towards the back and we go to the store and it's the emergency exit. We push it and the alarm goes off, but the door doesn't open. And there's all these people. Oh my God. <laughs> that would scare the fuck my out. heart is racing right now. And I know the outcome, <laughs> but it, the door um, doesn't open. The alarm goes off and I go into it. And it's me and this other girl. Like we are the ones pushing this door. Like this is us. And I feel like intense panic. Cause I'm like, he's going to now know exactly where we are. And there's all these group of people bunching up behind us. And again, I still have not heard anything. Like I, it's like you zone out. So then we push it, we shove our bodies against it like two more times and the door busts open. But then we're in this concrete area. I thought we would be outside. It was an emergency exit and we're in this concrete area. And so I'm thinking we're sitting ducks because one, I still don't know what's on the other side outside of what's going on. And then now this alarm's going off and we're all tunneling into this concrete area where we're being like trapped. 
and there's a guy with a gun in the store. And so then we all start sprinting and we finally get to a door that we push through. Thank God it led to outside. Like literally, like I've never breathed fresh air like that ever in my life. And I almost fell to the ground, like kissed it. I was so like, God, I was so thankful in that moment. And honestly, cops are already coming. Like we were out there and cops were coming. Thank God. Turns out, I don't even think anyone was shot. <laughs> this was a really like. <laughs> <laughs> That's thoughts. That yeah. Is- yeah. So like, I don't even know what. So you was- still got the trauma, but there was like no, no fear. That's actually worse than if there was a real gun. Now, anytime I see someone running on the sidewalk, I get scared. Like, that's fucked up. Like, if I'm just walking and then someone's like running down towards me, like, I instantly am like, oh my God, like, I have to assess the situation and like look around and make sure, like, no shit's going down. Other people aren't running too. Cause that's how it started. And it's like literally triggering like that. Like I are just, I still go to that target. I made myself go back so I wouldn't be scared of it, but like, I can't go there with headphones in anymore. Like I have to like, Oh my God. Yeah. But I did get that basket of goodies. Cause if you don't remember, I had that basket in my hands still. Um, <laughs> I got the- <laughs> It's the least they can fucking do. <laughs> I told, tell me why I told my dad this. And he goes, you better go back and return it. I'm like, the fuck would I do that for? And I'm like, coming from the man who used to rent cars for free. If you listen to the episode with him, you'll know he literally would go to dealerships, rent the cars over the weekend or go pretend they're taking it for a test ride get a uh duplicate key go there on the weekends and use it for <laughs> and just make sure to bring it back before they open that is <laughs> fucking wild yeah my no i haven't fucking listened no, yet God, Adrian, that's please go listen to the ones with my dad it's the last two episodes he is a character he's a character but yeah so um that was my like i get what you were saying um about like things triggering it and flashbacks yeah i i get that and i can't imagine because yours was actually a real life mine was like pretty much me <laughs> okay no yours is still you live in chicago well we live in america we're scared but, of guns i was like you know what yeah chicago's a honestly little it's, but it's america yeah it's not it's because it's yeah that's not that crazy if fucking downtown denver gets shot up like all the time too and i'm like that's a fear of mine is like being in a bar and then there's like a gunman yeah it's so scary like like if i think about it too much i will never leave my house again (laughs) like no i I cannot let fear win oh my gosh struggling with that right now and like my health i'm like yeah i don't know just getting out of the house like i have to like live again eventually you have any limitations of what you can do right now or how was that process getting back to normal life it's just i'm my body still is just like not the same it's almost like um so the biggest factor that the biggest hurdle i have to jump over oh my god the first week out of the hospital was literally the worst fucking week of my life i think it was worse than being in the fucking hospital for sure um it was a culture shock number one because it's just like, even though I don't really remember the hospital a whole lot, but it's like, um, I don't know, just getting back into routine and I don't know, the hospital environment's just so fucking different. Yeah. And then you go out and like, um, oh, life moves on. People are out to eat. People are out for a run. People are not dying in the hospital 24 seven. I mean, they are, but like, 
I don't know. Um, but it was just, so I had to do a couple sessions of like physical therapy because I was laying down for so long. Um, it went into what's it called? Like muscle trophy or whatever. Um, so my muscles started decaying, but I still have nerve damage from, um, my sciatica nerve from like my hip to like my foot. Um, because I think it was like the way I was like laying on my bed, um, it like cut off or so, I, it's something like that. Um, so my foot has like pins and needles basically 24 seven. Yeah. So it's like, um, some days I can walk, some days I can't. It also depends on what I did the day before. So like me and Brie had a couple drinks Friday, like did like a couple, like a little bar hopping, like three bars, but it's like, I could barely walk like Saturday morning. So it's shit like that. Oh my God. So how is this working for work? Um, I don't. So do you, I don't like, I, I, I haven't like, I tried to go back to work, um, as a server cause I just thought like my lunch shifts would be like easy because mm-hmm. where I work, it's like lunch is like pretty slow and it's pretty chill. Um, not just hanging out pretty much, but, um, no, the two, like three hour shifts I did serving, like put me back like a week. Like my body was so sore and I was like crying by the end of that second shift and I just like I don't have like the same energy levels anymore. Yeah. Um I get extremely fatigued easily. Uh yeah, it, it's just like I'm just regaining like muscle strength and I don't know. Yeah. My body I don't know. I'm just still like recovering overall. Um, so yeah, I haven't I tried to go back to work and that was like two weeks ago. I'm gonna try again Tuesday morning. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Like this Tuesday? Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I know. I think Mentally maybe just like ready? one shift a week. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. Well I did um I did Rover this weekend for the first time. I dogs and dogs. Yeah. Because oh, I was like, I can let a dog out. I let my own dog out. <laughs> I can get paid to let other people's dogs out. There you go. Because it's like, um, I do need income. Like, did they say what the diagnosis is? Or like, I don't even know the word prognosis for your leg. Is that like for life? Or is that unknown? Could be. At that, It's totally unknown. It's totally 100% unknown. That is almost harder. Because it's like, just tell me it's going to be for life. You know, like, at least I know this. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. That would be hard for me to accept. No, it's extremely hard. So it's also like a way of coping. I've been, I joined um, some sepsis survivor Facebook groups. Heck yeah. Um, But it's just uh, nobody our age really gets this sick. And so the Facebook groups are just filled with... Um, Elder a very older crowd easily 50 to the 70s you know what I mean so it's like oh well Mary Lou was in the yeah Mary Lou was in the IC for a month and she hasn't recovered since 2016 like she's still not walking and I'm like that's yeah, maybe depressing. stay out of that one. Maybe go to like Reddit or TikTok. Like, I feel like no, I've tried all. Seriously? No, like, I've looked, girl, okay. Girl. This is some advice, and this is actually really, really good. 
I heard it. If you're looking for something and it's not there, that means that you need to start it. They said that and I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Like if it's not there and you're having a hard time finding it, there's got to be other people who are too. So you got to start it. T. T. No, yeah, because there's nothing like, um, I don't know, I'm struggling to find just young people who have been sick, I guess, and like dealing with the repercussions of that. And so, I mean, in the Facebook group, I've even posted a time or two myself just being like, recovery's fucking bullshit. What the fuck? I was like, I'm only 24. And then they're just like, well, I'm fucking 60 and blah, 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 blah. And I'm still not doing better. I'm like, yeah, but you're that. I'm sorry, but like. <laughs> no, that's okay. I still have my youth. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I still have my youth. And I need to get out there. And so there's this one girl. She was, um, yeah, she was 26. And she was like, I got sepsis when I was 23. Please message me, blah, 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 blah. So I chit-chatted with her for a bit. So, yeah, I mean. I barely found it, but no, I know what you mean. Cause yeah, I've Reddit has no forums. I was like, oh, if anywhere would have it, Reddit would have it. Yeah. Reddit has like no sepsis. I mean, maybe I should be like more broad about like just health in general, but I'm just like, there's also like this weird statistic that's like, um, the sepsis survivors, there's like a one third chance that you'll end up back in the hospital after like three months of being discharged. This is my takeaway advice. Call into work. <laughs> take that the job. fucking weekends off yes Call, fuck that fucking job they don't fucking care about you take the weekends off spend the extra hundred dollars to not fly spirit <laughs> and <laughs> and invest in your friendships invest in your friendships that's real i love that that is a beautiful takeaway from a very scary situation leads me to what we kind of wanted to talk about too um on our last podcast but that didn't happen was just friendships in your 20s which it's super hard um for some people and some people it's super easy and for you you obviously have it down you have the blueprint you have seven amazing friends who at a drop of a dime will come and come to you you know when you they need you or when you need them um and so what was because it's not I don't I guess I don't really know your full friendship your friend group. Like some people are from college, some people are from high school, right? No, this is this is um this is like the greatest thing is I feel like every kind of chapter in my life I pick up kind of like like a like a soulmate twin flame yeah, person, yeah. like like another better version of me, I guess. Like Stavalis, I would say, is my um, longest friend. We've been friends since freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. And then I met my friend Sam there too. But honestly, we didn't like each other in high school. We didn't get along till college. <laughs> to the same high school? I think I knew yeah. that. Yeah, I think I knew that. But it's like, then we didn't start hanging out till college. Picked a couple of girls up in St. Cloud. Picked a couple of girls up in Fargo. <laughs> picked up um like a pimp like you have yeah <laughs> come on no dude. and then it's so awesome and then it's like they all get along because <laughs> my birthday I invite everybody to my birthday or like some type of girls trip and it mm -hmm. connects them and like they all just like hang out now without me <laughs> I'm sure you secretly are sad about that like I wish I was there no yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's that's not always the case. Like sometimes you can't have friends, certain friends around certain friends. And I think that's honestly the hardest part that I'm now experiencing at the young age of 26 is that you can't always bring like one friend, your party friend with your friend that you go and get coffee with. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like you have have friends for certain things and they don't always mesh together. Sometimes they don't like each other. And like, that makes me uncomfortable because I always want everyone around me to have a good time. And then if some people, I know there's tension in the room, I feel anxious. So like, I don't know. I don't know how to navigate those situations. And so I'm very jealous that you have a group of seven girls that actually get along and can hang out and go on trips because I don't. I don't have that. It's me and KK. To be um, and Jordan and my Taylor. birthday, the same day, every day in July. We're either doing probably Miami again or I, I want to do like uh, Puerto Rico. Huh? Did you just say your birthday is the same day in July every year? Yeah, every year. That's but yet, <laughs> Abby uh, is like doing like a family vacation on my birthday. I'm like, you fucking bitch. It's the same day every year. It's holiday. <laughs> I do. And I was like, we travel every time. <laughs> you know this. Since so. I was like 19. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I'm starting to do too for birthdays. I well, I just love traveling in general. So I I'm making it of making myself travel each birthday for sure and trying to get in some like small weekend trips here and there because like I just want to explore the world. I'm just so sick of trying to just get a job to pay my bills. It's so boring. I'm over no. it. I need to get out. How did you find um, friends when you moved to Denver? Honestly, making girlfriends down here has been the hardest part. My so other so I moved down here with one of my best friends. So that of course um, gives me like a buffer. But I mean, if she's not down to like go out to drink, I will still. I'm totally comfortable. A okay to put on a hot outfit, put my hair and makeup on, and go drinking out by myself I will. I will go sit at a bar rail and just hang out I because the thing is is I will talk to anybody I will almost entertain almost any conversation um but yeah my thing is so like my two friends other than her are like just like 40 year old men right now <laughs> and um but other than that so to make girlfriends what I've been doing is so when I go out drinking or like when I go to like comedy shows or like open mics is I'll pretty much talk to like who's ever sitting by me. Um, and I'll just kind of like the thing about Denver is nobody's actually from here. They're always <laughs> from somewhere else. So you always got to ask. So like, where are you from? Do you live here? It's always that because it's like so many people this weekend, even just this weekend is just their tourists. So it's like, yeah. to be honest, I don't want to talk to a tourist. I want to yeah. talk to somebody who lives here. That's so I'm picking guys up too, right? Like, it's like, oh, no, yeah. Talking to guys, I have to make sure they live here. There's these losers here on a bachelor party in Menver. <laughs> You're doing a bachelor party in Menver. I don't know. It just seems fucking weird. Go to Miami like a regular person. <laughs> um but yeah so to pick up girls girlfriends it's just compliments how how would you want girls to talk to you uh oh my god i love your pants oh my god your hair looks great what's the tutorial but of course it has to be genuine 
it has to fucking be genuine because you can pick up if someone's being being stupidly fake yeah and i think maybe i overthink that part because i genuinely i like to give people compliments because i like to make people feel good like but i nobody wants to be phony and like some people are like weird about it and i don't know i can't stand rejection so i just like i don't and then it's also um i like the tip um i can't remember where i got this communication tip from but like when you're trying to make friends just talk to them like they are already a friend yeah. it like makes them like open up more um so yeah. even yesterday i actually have the perfect um story because yesterday um i was dog sitting and this person's apartment has like this gorgeous rooftop pool and so um you know while I'm in between letting the dog out I'm gonna utilize that motherfucking rooftop pool (laughs) and there um uh there is this these two girls you know tanning out already out there and it's me and my friend Bree or whatever but yeah as soon as like just small talk here and there because you know, you're in such close quarters, they might like hear our story, say something. But then eventually, uh, I what always connects women, or what always connects me to girls I at least want to be friends with is talking shit about boys. It's <laughs> dating. It's just all it's always dating. It's always it's just it. I don't know. I always just kind of find my way to like break the ice, maybe share something a little bit embarrassing about myself. So then they feel like more comfortable to open up. And then I'll just um no yeah so i made a new best friend yesterday uh we exchanged instagrams always ask for the instagram and then i always make it a point to invite i will be the person to like invite them out that's so that they like feel comfortable yeah see like i can envision a scenario me doing that but like when it comes down to it i'm really gonna just stay in bed and watch hulu like and I need to break that routine. I've become very comfortable with the people in my life. And I know that I'm like, I'm going to be moving soon and I'm going to have to start over. And I'm going to, I'm the type of person who can't just always stay in the house. I need to have some extrovert energy, but like when it comes down to making new friends, I don't know if it's because I talk myself out of it because I'm afraid of rejection or I, really am just like cool being by myself and not having new people in my life I don't know I don't know because I also don't really let people in very like I'm nice I'm very nice and I think people are going to be surprised to hear me say this to be honest but like I'm nice but to get into my inner inner cheerio like my inner circle like there's really very few people there that actually know the real me I would say not that I'm fake but I don't know that I don't feel like I have to be so cautious around I don't know if that makes sense also like no it makes sense I'm going like and it's hard to like you know I'm not we're not gonna get into details about it but like after kind of an experience of like cutting some old friends out of my life it's made me reevaluate things too and I just I do have a harder time trusting people which is probably why I need to stay in therapy and work through that but that's the kind of state that I'm in right now. I guess like the season I'm in, I don't, I don't have a need to meet new people, but I know it'd be important to me or to my journey if I do. So I don't know. It's this weird thing. No, it's not weird at all. I think that's definitely just, no, yeah, that's your truth and your experience. And honestly, it's, I've just also lucked out with, I don't have a lot of stories of like, 
crappy friends, to be honest. I just, so maybe that's also why I'm so open, like such a girl's girl. I'm like, sup bitch, let's go drinking next or like, let's Mm -hmm. share deepest, darkest secrets tomorrow. I, I don't know. I just, um, no, yeah, no, you're definitely right. No, it's just, yeah, getting out. I also kind of look at it as just like, it's like networking. Like Instagram is kind honestly, Instagram's like a social LinkedIn. It definitely it's like, well, yeah. this person or that person, or I don't know. It's just a friend for the night, even mm-hmm. a friend for the time being. Not everything has to be so, um, I mean, nothing's, everything's temporary. Nothing's permanent. I think another factor too, which you're going to start, I feel like getting there soon with your friend group. I'm like a couple years older and honestly in your twenties, that makes like such a, no, let's hear it. Like don't say it getting booed up and marriage. That's what it is though. Like it's it, that is a huge difference because right now, like I am scared of that. I am the only single friend. Like I really am. Well, no, my friend Taylor's single, but like KK's have is in a, Literally has a family. KK has a fucking family. He has a family. Like, and then my other friend, like, close friend in the city, she has a boyfriend, which, I mean, she's still, like, everyone still acts the same and they're same, but their priorities are different. So that's the part that's hard. It's not like that they change or your interests change. Like, they're still the same person in there, but their priorities change. And so, like, KK doesn't care to go out and drink anymore. Like, like the way I'd want to. No, I know what you mean. It's actually funny that you say you know, that hasn't happened with my friendship group right now, but actually it's happening in the blink of a motherfucking eye. Is all it? of a sudden, it used to be like all seven of us single, except for like Sam. Um, <laughs> Sam was the one with the boyfriend. But then like Abby, no, I swear like four of my friends are actively getting booed up. It's like in the last like three months, Abby just is in a beautiful new relationship and I already see changes this bitch didn't go out all weekend and I'm like you're boring you're a wife I'm like what the fuck and then um my friend Hannah literally like just got booed up this weekend officially congratulations and I'm like no no let me talk my shit for 30 more seconds (laughs) happy for you My friend Bree's going on like a fifth date, and I'm Jeez. like, I can't even get past first dates. It's so okay. you know, fifth dates, it's shit. Like, and then, um, oh yeah, and my friend Savals, I'm putting, I'm putting everybody's laundry out. Do you want me to take this out? No, no, okay, they know. <laughs> Give me permission, my friend. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, they're no, they're cool. We're um, happy. We're celebrating that. No, of course. No, I love Adrian to be a bitter buddy over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, no. Um, they're the guys are cool. Every everybody was seeing everybody. They're actually super fucking cool. Um, they're fucking great, fantastic. Love, love. Well, it sucks that, that I also want that, but that I hate your men. Next, if it's like, it seems like it's hitting a tick, tick, tick off your guys's list. So, it looks like you're next up, Miss <laughs> Ma'am. So after the hospital, I, I literally, I can't focus on dating right now. I just uh, dating's for fun right now. I can't even. I don't know. I couldn't imagine some like starting a new relationship right now after like, oh yeah, by the way, yeah, I'm still fresh. I just fresh. had <laughs> the most traumatic thing of my life happen to me. 
And <laughs> it's just, I don't think that that would be fair to, but if somebody wants to take me out for drinks this weekend. <laughs> I'm single though, but if you're, if you're. Very... I don't say no to a Cosmo. <laughs> What is a Cosmo? Is that just straight up alcohol or vodka? Basically. Girl, I'm a vodka drinker. Um, no, but not. You're just doing it because it sounds cool because you're drinking a Cosmo because that sounds awful. Like, no, that does not no, sound gr- No, no. That's what martini drinkers do. Cosmos are for the girls who actually like to taste their drinks. Uh, but of course, you're not. Alcohol? You can't get a Cosmo with like well or Phillips vodka. It, you have to do like. <laughs> Petal one goose. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Because it's a it's a shot and a half. It's cranberry juice, lime juice, and if it's good, oh, a splash good. of um like a triple sec or like an orange liqueur with an orange wedge. I mean that My sounds God. very good, but I like you just said you for the girls who like to taste their alcohol. You like to taste the vodka in your drinks, or no? Like I like if you like the actual taste of your drink. If you like good drinks. Maybe I, I think I just worded that poorly. I'm understanding. Martini girls don't like themselves and they're just doing it for the aesthetic as okay, I know yeah. half my friends love a dry martini. A, they're like a, a what martini? They like a dry, like dirty martini. Oh yeah. That's with olive juice, right? Yeah. Dirty makes olive juice dry is like vermouth. So it like, um, I it gives that dry feeling like in your mouth, kind of like maybe like a red wine would. Ooh. Yeah. I have bartending experience, if anybody yeah, okay. cares like, to know. I don't know if this is, like, public knowledge or if I'm just stupid. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's oh, it's oh. <laughs> no, I don't think I would fucking know if I, because I don't, if you don't drink it, how would you know? I definitely don't. I, I'm a vodka soda kind of girl. And I, I'm now forcing myself, I always force myself to take tequila shots, but it's just quick and done. So, like, I, I like that right now. That's my vibe. I don't like yeah, it, nice. but I like it, you know? Sounds like a vibe. I don't really drink. I just smoke. So that's. I can't smoke anymore. Yeah. I was actually wondering that. Are you <laughs> ever again? Not really. I mean, I, mean I bet everything's fine in like moderation, but like. Edibles though. No. Like, you do edibles. Oh yeah. But <laughs> God damn it. It's like, I have to commit to an edible. Like. You're like, that's the full. Cause it's not just like taking a one and moving on. <laughs> Like a hit. <laughs> yeah, just like just a hit. No, you're telling me yeah, I have to like just take a nibble, nibble off an edible. <laughs> and who knows and then I may feel it in 30 tooth. minutes. Yeah. So fucking dumb. I think that's the worst fucking part. <laughs> oh, and that's also how I make girlfriends dead ass. I bring like one of those um like those e pens out or whatever, like those I don't know, you can buy them in dispensaries. They're like twenty bucks for a pen. Mm-hmm. Um I'm like, ladies, you like you like weed? and they trust you because you're a woman of I course like oh and then as a man picking up girls <laughs> ladies ladies <laughs> <laughs> you want to hit <laughs> <laughs> you know what i blame that on my upbringing of living with poor dudes in college that probably is because and you gotta compliment them and it's gotta be so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe my, uh, maybe the show also uh, caters towards men. I'm giving some great tips. <laughs> <laughs> We're connecting dots over. Adriana, as you guys, as we talked about on the last podcast, has a close friends list on her Instagram. 
<laughs> and on this list, she is so entertaining. She tells stories just about like random shit that happens in her life. Um, but I've been an avid listener. Not lately, though. I have not been loyal lately. I will be honest. About I that. haven't done anything lately. So okay, okay there we go. Because I have not even really been on Instagram. I've been just like, no. But with that... I like I'm sure I'm not the only one but like people have been encouraging her to create a podcast of her own because I think you would be super great in this field and there's plenty of room for everybody and you actually already have a name for it so let's hear what it would look like like what's your idea about it okay um I've recorded a first episode uh just about well honestly I've been trying to get something off the ground since I was like fucking 14 but then I, I always create and then I never fucking post. Um, but no, yeah, I've recorded a first episode like twice now mm-hmm. within the last week. Um, and my friend Hannah gave me an idea for the name. And once I heard the name, I was like, huh, it, it actually like kind of clicked in my head. Because of course, before I was like, oh, yeah, podcast would be fun. Yeah, share whatever. But then like once um, she gave me a name for it, I was like, oh. I could see it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was just doing, we were just doing the shit like we always do. And she said that um, my podcast should be called My Close Friends List. That is, Hannah, you outdid yourself there. That's genius. No, I think yeah. once she said that, we were both like, <gasps> yeah, jaw dropped. No, <laughs> like we were on FaceTime and we're like, oh my God, that's actually like something. That is literally, that is so good. And it's so authentic to you too. Like, cause that's how it all started. At least from like how I know you, like you talk. Right. Or more like a Finsta. Because I actually realized while talking through my first um, episode, I was like, it's actually, it actually really started, I think, vlogging and stuff like that. Finsta. Yeah. And I actually, yeah, remember when you first created that, I loved that because you, you're really funny. Like you're an entertaining person. So like. I'm glad that you're actually taking steps to like put this, put this out there and make that leap. It's scary. And we were talking about that. Like, do you want tell me about like what, what your fears are? Okay. My fears are so embarrassing. That's why. Um, what, what of course it's like, sharing. Like, oh, I'm almost comfortable with sharing anything. That's the worst fucking part about me. <laughs> and that's why. You that... need to <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, of course, it's like the the uh, idea, like, it's going to suck. Um, I'm going to put a lot of effort into something for, like, little to no outcome. Or at least just not the outcome I want. Or um, people are going to think it's stupid and bad. But then it's like, okay, well, I don't care about that. The thing that gets me is just, like, posting and then, I don't know, just potentially some hot guy is like, oh, my God, she's so cringe. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> like, I can never sleep with her now. Yeah. All men are cringe. So, you know. You're so right. Ra- no, so rationally, rationally, of course, it's like, who the fuck gives a fuck? <laughs> and it's also so embarrassing because it's like, bitch, didn't you just almost die? And you care about fucking Brad's stupid two cents i it's just but i get it because even though yeah you you may have just had a near-death experience the realities of society still exist and like we're still 
like compared and people are still shamed for following their passions and people feel the need to make judgment and I do it too I'm not an angel I judge no that's also like the worst part like when somebody posts a singing video on Instagram you're like oh this is gonna be good but (laughs) (laughs) yes yes absolutely but at the same time I've got I know it's such an asshole thing to do but we all do it we definitely all do it but I've gotten better at saying you know what don't stop posting I say you know what that's I respect the fact that they didn't care enough to be themselves because that's real. Right. That's real. no, they're cooler than me. A lot people of people who post Instagram singing videos are cooler than me and better than better person than I will ever be living a better life because they don't give a fuck what other people think. And if they do, no. they still do what they want to do anyways. And I respect the hell out of that, to be honest. And, like, I'm still going to judge you and think that it was cringy. No, no. I'm <laughs> still, still going to give a giggle. I'm still going to laugh. But I'm <laughs> I'm going to have this, like, you know what? Everyone should be able to do whatever they want. And, like, that's how we should exist. We shouldn't have to stop. You're, like, stopping something that could be super great. Because out of the the possibility that somebody may say something bad they haven't even said anything yet and like you guys know so good at this i don't know i had that idea sank in my mind and i was like what the hell and that's what i was like nope i'm doing it i'm doing even if i suck and like you said even if i don't get the results i want i'm definitely i don't even have a sponsor yet i still post my close friends list anyways i might as well just post it for everybody in here and (laughs) open it up to the potential of it blowing up because it's the universe won't reward you unless you show it that you want it that's how i think no that no it fucking makes sense what's like the affirmation like um like i don't know you just have to start saying like you you have it or to like start showing gratitude for something you want i don't know it's i've looked at like gratitude affirmations and it's like if you want something you have to like show gratitude for it so it's like if I really wanted to be successful I should start saying like thank you for my successful podcast yeah and then like the universe is supposed to then yeah Yeah. bring it to you yeah and then if you like add in an emotion to it it's supposed to make it manifest supposedly supposed to make it manifest quicker because it's making it more physical like it's drawing it into the physical world like I feel happy thank you or whatever thank you for making my podcast successful I feel so happy grateful blah 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 I don't know if that helps you do it because I think no no it does actually I'm not uh I'm not gonna be shy about spirituality and manifestation I'm a huge fucking have you ever i want to give this tip or trick to people who believe in manifestations do you because i didn't know about this until um a friend taught to me 369 manifestation the writing it three times and six times yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i thought that's a good one like you're it's like you write it down so it's like physical form Mm -hmm. and then the topic three times what you want to happen six times and then you write out like the outcome nine times. And then also it's like based off your um, sign, like if you're a water, fire, earth, or air, it's like a way you can like um, give it back to the universe is like, so I'm a water sign. So you like put it in water, like a cup of water. Oh, wow. Your fire sign, burn it in a candle. What would air The appropriate be? color. Air, maybe just 
let it go in the wind. I don't know. I'm not an air sign. Look that one up. But I haven't heard. Okay, I've not heard that part of it. I feel like there's so many different ways to be spiritual. So if people are like, how do I know what's actually real? Just go with whatever feels right to you. That's how I go by it. Because like there's stuff. Uh, You don't. You don't yeah. know if Jesus is real. You don't know if the Bible's real. Oh, like you don't. You don't know if anything. That's how real. I. That's why I resonate with spirituality so much. I actually just kind of recorded, or not kind of. I did record an episode with somebody, um, kind of touching on spirituality, and I think we'll get deeper into it because I think it's really interesting. And I think what spirituality for me stands for, like your own personal path to enlightenment, whatever that looks like. And for some, that may be the path of Christianity. And that's amazing. And I truly feel happy for them. For some, it's the path of Buddhism. Don't care. It's your individual journey. And that's why spirituality encompasses it all. And it doesn't make people feel ashamed of what path they choose to take. That seems beautiful to me and fair to everybody. So I feel like that's why... I I'm choosing that and like in with spirituality there's so many different tools I feel like help me understand myself like astrology being part of it and like um manifesting like having feeling like you actually have control over your reality and your future I don't know that all resonates with me so I think if no I yeah totally agree it can look different for you is my whole point of saying all of that (laughs) no for sure I think yeah it's just I think it's being just in tune with the universe, which I think is just easy to believe in since it's like more tangible. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. And I just feel like spiritual. I can't talk. I had a stroke this month, but you know what I'm talking about. It's just like, <laughs> I, uh, I love using that excuse on people. It's you can use that literally the rest of your life, the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's like really kind and like just easier going and it's just more lighthearted than you know heaven and hell yeah and stuff like that that's exact that's exactly it it's kind it in it invites everyone it includes everyone um yeah it doesn't matter it just you exist <laughs> and i think it is more of that what it is it yeah. is what it is that's my religion <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> But thank you for coming on today, Adriana. You are obviously a great guest to have. And I'm so excited for you to have your own podcast so I can come on yours. No, yeah. So you have to publish this. So um, because if I don't, if I don't post it now, that's embarrassing. (laughs) All right. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I'll plug her stuff in the description. Y'all know her Instagram. You know the deal. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, everyone.